The modern day mascot is a pretty cool phenomenon if you think about it in this time of virtual reality, the world at your fingertips through your phone or other devices. It's a throwback to to kind of a simpler era, you know, where being in the park, being at the rink was really where all the fun was. And one of the coolest parts about going to a big league game or even a minor league game or a college game is the atmosphere and the mascot often adds to that right now some people love them some people don't like them some mascots are awesome some aren't quite as great i grew up in montreal so up was a big deal at expos games now keep in mind the olympic stadium where the expos played was an awful place it was like it was like the most cavernous unpleasant place to watch a game but the team was pretty good and the mascot revved things up. So it, it kind of added to the warmth of the whole place to have this orange. Uh, I, I don't even know what UP is. A bear, maybe? I don't know. Um, orange thing running around, making noise. And he was pretty funny, too. And, you know, baseball is kind of long. So there's a lot of downtime in baseball. And he used to rev things up a bit. Not always. It could be annoying. But most of the time it was pretty good. It was so good that he actually got tossed from a baseball game back in 1989. Uh, Dodgers legendary manager Tommy Lasorda was upset about UP making noise on top of their dugout and had him throw it out. Here's what it sounded like. Time is called. They want UP off the Dodger dugout. He's bugging the Dodger players, and Tom Lasorda is out. And third base umpire Bob Davidson is throwing UP out of the ball game. He wants him off the Dodger dugout. Tommy Lasorda has put up a complaint. This will draw the ire of the fans. And they want Buck Rogers out to get Yuppie out of there. Buck is sitting down. Here comes Davidson running over, and Buck's going to make Davidson come over and say, what do you want? No, they're calling somebody no. from security they're over. They're going to call security and remove him from the ballpark. Well, we've seen it all now, huh? Yuppie's been thrown out of the game, off the Dodgers' <laughs> dugout. Now, at the time, Yuppie used to wear this. In the later innings, he would wear this sort of sleep outfit, including a sleep hat. And he was wearing that when he got... It was the most ridiculous thing. I would think I was watching the game live when it happened way back in 1989. So there's a lasting memory for you. Of course, as a kid, you watched everyone else's uh, mascots too. So, you know, the Philly Fanatic was a big deal. The Brewers have their racing sausages. Mr. Met, uh, then later the Raptor. Gritty of the Flyers has made a whole lot of noise of late he was uh quite famous when he showed up um new york bet just did a survey of nhl mascots only and found that 78 percent of hockey fans like mascots in general 78 percent like their own team's mascot and the majority of fans like 66 percent say mascots add to the overall experience of an nhl game especially liking how mascots interact with fans especially kids during the game the fan favorite uh is Al the Octopus in Detroit, who I don't think actually exists, but I'll have to look into that. Uh, Mick E. Moose in Winnipeg and the Wild Wing in Anaheim, which I couldn't pick out of a lineup. I've never seen the Wild Wing in Anaheim. The bottom three were the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets Stinger, Ottawa's Spartacat, and Calgary's Harvey the Hound. Something about the Flames not liking their mascot. Harvey the Hound finished at the bottom. So what makes for a good mascot. What is the magic behind that mask? Jeremy Bartlett is a mascot guru, and he joins us now. Thanks so much for your time on this Friday night. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So tell me about your earliest memories of being a mascot, because I remember being at the game, too. You know, you go to your first ball game, you're like, one day I hope to play professional baseball, and you look over and think, hey, being a mascot looks like it could be kind of fun, too, actually. 
Well, you know, my first time being a mascot was for my high school, and uh, they considered that varsity cheerleading. And I've played right. sports my entire life. Um, and so um, I was, I'll tell you this, I was really good at sitting on the bench and not starting. And yeah, so I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I was, but I wanted a Letterman jacket. I wanted to, to be on varsity. And uh, you got a Letterman jacket for being wow. the, the, the mascot. And so I was like, ooh, there's my way to get that jacket. Um, and so my senior year, I tried out to, to be the mascot um, just to get the jacket. Um, and a little did I know that was going to change my entire life because the, the mascot bug bit me. Um, and I, I, I can't seem to stop it. Um, and I've yeah. been doing this for 17 plus years now. It's amazing. Cause you, you kept it up at college, right? You go, you went to Texas state, uh, in yes, San Marcos sir. and you kept, and you kept it up. You kept it. I know you kept I, only kept it up. You got great at it. <laughs> I, I was pretty good. Um, there was people in high school saying, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to UP being ejected, I only was ejected from one high school game. Um, and so <laughs> I thought it was uh, rare. That was uh, uh, it, it was um, this was kind of a, a big stunt that wasn't really, you know, allowed to, to do. Um, and they had told me, hey, you can't be doing stuff like that. You're not a professional. And um, the, the the closest professional mascot to us at that time uh, was the San Antonio Spurs mascot, the Coyote. Um, and they're like, Hey, you can't do stuff like that. You're not the coyote. And then wow. two weeks after I got ejected from my game, the Spurs coyote got ejected from his very first NBA game, because it was one of those, uh, instances where the fans were really into the game and bad calls were being made by the refs. And the, the coyote was, uh, helping rile the fans up. And the ref, uh, was like, we need the, we need that dog wolf looking rabbit out of here. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and That's... yeah, so after that, it was just, they're like, Hey, you, you've got something. And so I went on to Texas state, won a national championship That's as right. the mascot because there is competitions for mascots in college. Um, and then as I was in college, in between high school and college, I trained with the Spurs, uh, mascots. Um, uh, they had the hockey team, uh, WNBA team and the NBA team. Um, wow. and after winning that national championship, uh, championship in college, the Spurs were like, "Hey, you're really good at this, uh, and we ha- just happen to have an opening. Are you interested?" And so, because I was like, "This is crazy," uh, yeah, I I want to do this. I want to get actually paid to do this. Um, and from then, just fell in love and started my own company 11 years ago, to where I, I do mascot stuff uh, as a consultant for other professional teams as well as I train mascots uh, from high school, college, semi-pro, and professional-level mascots. Yeah, I mean, I was noticing at one point you worked as a mascot assistant, uh, really helping out a whole range of people working as mascots as well. Was that in San Antonio? Was that, was that at that time? That, that was in San Antonio, as well as I'm yeah. still uh, helping the, uh, the Houston Texans mascot right now uh, in the yeah. NFL. Um, they could use I, it. I <laughs> they work, could use uh, it. game days. <laughs> Um, yeah. with them uh, to where I, I help develop their skits uh, for that, that performer, um, help bring in a lot of current pop culture references because mascotting is constantly evolving and you got to stay up with the times and know uh, the dance moves and the right. all the slangs and all just, you know, it's just mascotting. You, it's, you're basically a stand-up comedian that doesn't talk. Uh, right. That you just have to come up with new jokes and new bits. Um 
and jokes that we used to do back in the, the early days, you can't really do that these days uh, yeah, you, because it's if, old and boring and not appropriate. So, so it's not all improv, right? Like it's not all, it's, it, someone just doesn't put on, the, put on the mascot outfit and then run out there and just do whatever they want. It's actually planned and you, you got a whole thing set up and a way to keep the crowd going and times when you have to be there and times when you have to do your thing. I would say it's 60% planned and 40% wing it uh, because right. you, you control the things you can control. But if you got a, if you got a routine and you're relying on, you know, hired actors or, you know, certain moments of the game and it just goes wrong, you have to just like make a, make an adjustment and just go with it because you can't, there's only so much you can, can control uh, when it comes to planning uh, a performance or a skit or a routine um, that things can just go awry just with anything else, like any type of Broadway play that you can memorize your lines, you can block it, you can do all that, but sometimes there's a fly on stage and everybody sees it and you just got to, or someone forgets the line or completely fumbles over the words that you just have to, to go with the flow um, and, and hope that no one notices. Uh, and most of the time when it comes to mascot, it's, something goes wrong the only people that's going to know is the mascot and the people that actually know what was supposed to happen right there is that benefit isn't there what's it like to i mean is it nerve-wracking to to get do you do you, do you pump yourself up to go out does is it nerve-wracking to i mean you're wearing a costume which helps i suppose but um but it's still you like yeah. under there you're still having to perform and you're looking for reaction and how stressful is it to to sort of get out there and 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 do your thing when it comes to, like, actual skits and performances, it's so nerve-wracking as well, as well as, like, dance performances because you've got one shot. This is a live game. This is a live moment. And you only have about a minute 15 to minute 30 tops to do that routine. And you, 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 there's no replay. There's no do-over. There's like, hey, sorry, I messed up. Like you, you have to be perfect in that moment. When it comes to just like the 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 regular mingling in the crowd, like that's the fun part. Uh, but it's all fun parts. But being able to just have the freedom of like, hey, I'm just here to hang out, and have fun, and engage these fans. Like that's that's probably the least stressful. Um, and so when it comes to like a game experience, um, there there's two ways you can look at it. If the team is good, you get to ride the coattails. If right. the team is bad, everybody's watching you, and everybody's like, okay, our team sucks, but, like, at least the mascot's good, and the mascot's entertaining. Like, maybe we should put the mascot in. Maybe the mascot could play better than the, some of these players. So there's, yeah. there's a lot of, like, give and take that, like I said, like, it's if the team's great, it's everybody likes you. If the team's terrible, they're like, hey, you need to do something. You need to talk to the players, activate them, like, Get, get us going. Um, and so there's a lot of weight um, being the mascot. Jeremy, just, just for mascotting in general, what are the, some of the real challenges? Is, is it the costume? I mean, sometimes you you can't tell whether uh, just how much of a hindrance the actual costume is when mascots wear them. Absolutely. The costume is, is a big part of the hindrance, of uh, the, the limited uh, dexterity of vision. And, you know, depending on what kind of feet the costume has, if they're big, giant floppy feet, uh, what kind of the hands are, if you've got appendages, horns, antlers. Um, I would say the, the biggest thing is the vision uh, right. because not every mascot looks out of the same holes. Uh, sometimes right. it's the mouth, sometimes it's the eyes, um, and depending on where the eyes are on the head, they could be big eyes, they could be small eyes. 
um, as well as uh, it's, or, or looking through a neck. Um, there's some mascots out there that where you look through the neck. Um, and so you pretty much lose peripherals uh, whenever you're in the suit. You're limited to be able to where you can hardly hear stuff um, because, you know, you're wearing the giant foam padded uh, depending on what type of material the, the costume is made. It could be hard plaster, it could be rubber, it could be foam. Um, if it's a, where the, a hockey head on the inside that, you know, keeps the head on so it doesn't fall off or you've got cushions smash up against your face. Um, so wow. that's a lot of limitations there. Um, I know for me, when I was a, an AHL hockey mascot, um, I had no peripherals. And my the I was a bull uh, for the San Antonio Rampage, and the nose was silver. And so whenever the spotlights hit me, the the silver turned into a mirror and reflected into my face to where I was completely blind. So it was uh, it was that limitation there to where like I'm on the ice shooting out t-shirts, but as soon as they hit me in the spots, I'm like I <laughs> my assistants tell me how far I am away from the wall uh, as I'm <laughs> shooting t-shirts on the gun to where like I'm God. completely blind. So. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of hindrances just in the costume, um, but other than the costume, just team support because uh, yeah. not every team gives the the performers the freedom uh, to to do stuff to to right. where some performers are just very limited uh, on right. what they're allowed to do. So a little rapid fire here. What is the one thing about mascotting that nobody knows? Um. We're all a little weird uh, and different. If you think it takes a you know a special person, um, it takes a stupid person that wants to wear a, a fur costume as a job, uh, especially when you know these performers uh, were performing in the middle of the summer in a a, a fur coat. Essentially, um, it takes an idiot to want to do that. But we're professional idiots, uh, so yeah, <laughs> I would say that's what it takes. Absolute best part of the gig best part of the gigs um the kids and the connection with the fans man uh, yeah. there there's nothing like it because you are the bridge between the players on the field or on the ice to the fans uh players come and go all the time but mascots uh for the most part stay there forever so you you are the one that ca- uh, carries the torch uh, uh and waves the flag uh, of the uh entire team uh that the, you know the community gets behind why is it that so many mascots are difficult to identify as to exactly what they are? Uh, I would say fabrication of the costume because, you know, there's, there's not a machine that makes it. These are all made by hand. Really? If the fabrication company doesn't do a good job about making the character, then uh, it, it's, it's not going to go over. I, I know with Bowie, uh, for for the uh, the Kraken, everyone's right. like, "Oh, I hope it's going to be a Kraken." But whenever they debuted, everybody's like, "What the heck is that?" Uh, yeah. Same thing with Gritty. They're like, "What yeah. is a Gritty?" Uh, it's yeah. just this, you know, thing of nightmares. Uh, I saw but, I saw you know. Bowie actually last week. I was in Seattle and <laughs> saw a hockey game and saw Bowie. The, the, you know, the ki- the thing is, the kids love him. And it was an afternoon game, yeah. and, he, and he actually made the whole experience better. I mean, it was a decent game, but he did. The kids loved it. And what else do you want, right? Absolutely. Like I said, like they, that's, that's the players are not available to go to hospitals all the time. They are not late, available to go to schools. And so uh, the mascot, that's, that's the closest thing they're going to get to uh, being able to, to high five or hug a player is, is through the mascot. Cause you know, they're wearing the same Jersey. He's got his own number. Uh, so, he's always going to be there. So in your, in your experience and professional opinion, 
who who's what's the best out there? Who's the who's the best of the best when it comes to mascots? You want to talk about by league or just top top dog? All, all, top to, all... top to a few of the top dogs, the ones you think that's a good mascot. Okay, top dog. I will have to give it to Orbit of the Houston Astros. Not only really? is he a World Series champion right now, but yep. his creativity, his school programs, the revenue he generates for the team, the the uniqueness of what he does to activate the fans is. Uh, I'm constantly blown away and impressed because he doesn't right. just repeat the same stuff. Um, I would say Rocky for the Denver Nuggets, uh, right. NBA, same thing with Spurs Coyote. Like uh, Rocky, the Clutch the Bear for the Rockets, uh, Spurs Coyote. Um, those would be like the top three NBA guys. Uh, when it comes to the NHL, I don't want to give Gritty a bigger head than he already has, but that dude um, – He's killing fun. it right now, and he's he's got the support from the team, um, and that's huge for any team with a mascot. That if you if you give them that support, you can blow the doors off. Um, and for as far as Harvey the Hound, I can't remember the last time anybody said, "Hey, remember that funny thing Harvey the Hound did?" Um, I would say back in the old days, um, I heard stories about how Harvey the Hound used to be good. Um, right that he was crazy uh, as far as, like, balancing on uh, the, the glass and, and walking sure. across the glass back in the old days. Um, the original guy, he's actually started his own company that makes mascots. Um, so I, I know he, on. he used <laughs> to be good, but um, Bailey used to be the king of the NHL. Uh, yeah. But I don't want to tell you to go Google what happened to Bailey, but – he got caught up in controversy and Bailey is now no longer a top dog. So gritty is it. Uh, Jeremy Bartlett, it's been fascinating. Thank you so much. We'll, I have a whole, I will be watching mascots this weekend with a whole new appreciation. Awesome. Thanks for having me. You take care.